Section twenty one of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, eighteen twenty one to eighteen ninety. Section twenty one. When it was the eight hundred and forty-first night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Sandal the eunuch referred to Ja'afar the barmecide, the tale of Khalifa the fisherman, ending with, This is the whole story and how he cometh to be standing here, the wazir, hearing this account, smiled and said, O eunuch, how is it that this fisherman cometh in his hour of need, and thou satisfiest him not? Dost thou not know him, O chief of the eunuchs? No, answered Sandal. And Ja'afar said, This is the master of the commander of the faithful, and his partner and our lord the caliph has arisen this morning, straight of breast, heavy of heart, and troubled of thought. Nor is there aught will broaden his breast save this fisherman. So let him not go till I crave the caliph's pleasure concerning him, and bring him before him. Perchance Allah will relieve him of his oppression." and console him for the loss of Kut al-Kulub, by means of the fisherman's presence, and he will give him wherewithal to better himself, and thou wilt be the cause of this. Replied Sandal, O my lord, do as thou wilt, and may Allah Almighty long continue thee a pillar of the dynasty of the commander of the faithful, whose shadow Allah perpetuate and prosper it root and branch. Then the wazir Ja'afar rose up and went into the caliph, and Sandal ordered the Mamelukes not to leave the fisherman. Whereupon Khalifa cried, How goodly is thy bounty, O tulip! The seeker is become the sought. I come to seek my due, and they imprison me for debts in arrears. When Ja'afar came into the presence of the caliph, he found him sitting with his head bowed earthwards, breast straitened and mind melancholy, humming the verses of the poet. My blamers instant bid that I for her become consoled, But I, what can I do, whose heart declines to be controlled? And how can I in patience bear the loss of a lovely maid, When fails me patience for a love that holds with firmest hold? Ne'er I'll forget her, nor the bowl that twixt us both went round, And wine of glances maddened me with drunkenness ensouled. Whenas Ja'afar stood in the presence, he said, Peace be upon thee, O commander of the faithful, defender of the honour of the faith, and descendant of the uncle of the prince of the apostles, Allah assain him and save him and his family one and all. The caliph raised his head and answered, And on thee be peace and the mercy of Allah and his blessings. Quoth Ja'afar, With leave of the prince of true believers, his servant would speak without restraint. Asked the caliph, and when was restraint put upon thee in speech, and thou the prince of wazirs? Say what thou wilt. Answered Ja'afar, When I went out, O my lord, from before thee, intending for my house, I saw standing at the door thy master and teacher and partner, Khalifa the fisherman, who was aggrieved at thee, and complained of thee, saying, Glory be to God, I taught him to fish, and he went away to fetch me a pair of frails, but never came back. And this is not the way of a good partner, or of a good apprentice. So if thou hast a mind to partnership well and good, and if not, tell him that he may take to partner another. 
Now when the caliph heard these words, he smiled, and his straightness of breast was done away with, and he said, My life on thee, is this the truth thou sayest, that the fisherman standeth at the door? And Ja'afar replied, By thy life, O commander of the faithful, he standeth at the door. Quoth the caliph, O Ja'afar, by Allah I will assuredly do my best to give him his due. If Allah at my hands send him misery, he shall have it, and if prosperity, he shall have it. Then he took a piece of paper, and cutting it in pieces, said to the wazir, O Ja'afar, write down with thine own hand twenty sums of money, from one dinar to a thousand, and the names of all kinds of offices and dignities, from the least appointment to the caliphate, also twenty kinds of punishment, from the lightest beating to death. I hear and obey, O commander of the faithful, answered Ja'afar, and did as he was bidden. Then said the caliph, O Ja'afar, I swear by my holy forefathers and by my kinship to Hamza and Akil, that I mean to summon the fisherman, and bid him take one of these papers, whose contents none knowest save thou and I, and whatsoever is written in the paper which he shall choose I will give it to him, though it be the caliphate I will divest myself thereof, and invest him therewith, and grudge it not to him, and on the other hand, if there be written therein hanging, or mutilation, or death, I will execute it upon him. Now go and fetch him to me. When Ja'afar heard this, he said to himself, There is no majesty, and there is no might, save in Allah the glorious, the great. It may be somewhat will will fall to this poor wretch's lot that will bring about his destruction, and I shall be the cause. But the caliph hath sworn, so nothing remains now but to bring him in, and naught will happen save whatso Allah willeth. Accordingly, he went out to Khalifa the fisherman, and laid hold of his hand to carry him into the caliph whereupon his reason fled, and he said in himself, What a stupid I was to come after yonder ill-omened slave, Tulip, whereby he hath brought me in company with Branbelly. Ja'afar fared on with him, with Mamelukes before and behind, whilst he said, Doth not arrest suffice, but these must go behind and before me to hinder my making off? Till they had traversed seven vestibules, when the wazir said to him, Mark my words, O fisherman, thou standest before the commander of the faithful and defender of the faith. Then he raised the great curtain, and Khalifa's eyes fell on the caliph, who was seated on his couch, with the lords of the realm standing in attendance upon him. As soon as he knew him, he went up to him and said, Welcome, and welcome to thee, O piper. T'was not right of thee to make thyself a fisherman and go away, leaving me sitting to guard the fish and never to return. For before I was aware there came up mamelukes on beasts of all manner colours, and snatched away the fish from me, I standing alone. And this was all of thy fault, for hadst thou returned with the frails forthright, we had sold an hundred dinars worth of fish. And now I come to seek my due, and they have arrested me. But thou, who hath imprisoned thee also in this palace? The caliph smiled, and raising a corner of the curtain, put forth his head, and said to the fisherman, Come hither and take thee one of these papers. Quoth Khalifa the fisherman, Yesterday thou wast a fisherman, and to-day thou hast become an astrologer, but the more trades a man hath, the poorer he waxeth. Thereupon Ja'afar said, Take the paper at once, and do as the commander of the faithful biddeth thee, without prating. So he came forward, and put forth his hand, saying, Far be it from me that this piper should ever again be my knave and fish with me. Then, taking the paper, he handed it to the caliph, saying, O piper, what hath come out for me therein? 
hide not thereof. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the eight hundred and forty-second night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Khalifa the fisherman took up one of the papers and handed it to the caliph, he said, O piper, what hath come out to me therein? Hide not thereof. So al-Rashid received it, and passed it on to Ja'afar, and said to him, Read what is therein. He looked at it, and said, There is no majesty, there is no might, save in Allah the glorious the great. Said the caliph, Good news, O Ja'afar, what seest thou therein? Answered the wazir, O commander of the faithful, there came up from the paper, Let the fisherman receive an hundred blows with a stick. So the caliph commanded to beat the fisherman, and they gave him an hundred sticks, after which he rose, saying, Allah damn this, O Branbelly! Are jail and sticks part of the game? Then said Ja'afar, O commander of the faithful, this poor devil is come to the river, and how shall he go away thirsting? We hope that among the alms deeds of the commander of the faithful he may have leave to take another paper, so haply somewhat may come out wherewithal he may succour his poverty. Said the caliph, By Allah, O Ja'afar, if he take another paper and death be written therein, I will assuredly kill him, and thou wilt be the cause. Answered Ja'afar, If he die, he will be at rest. But Khalifa the fisherman said to him, Allah ne'er gladden thee with good news. Have I made Baghdad straight upon you, that ye seek to slay me? Quoth Ja'afar, Take thee a paper, and crave the blessing of Allah Almighty. So he put out his hand, and taking a paper gave it to Ja'afar, who read it and was silent. The caliph asked, Why art thou silent, O son of Yahya? And he answered, O commander of the faithful, there hath come out on this paper, Naught shall be given to the fisherman. Then said the caliph, His daily bread will not come from us. Bid him fare forth from before our face. Quoth Ja'afar, By the claims of thy pious forefathers, let him take a third paper. It may be it will bring him alimony. And quoth the caliph, Let him take one and no more. So he put out his hand and took a third paper, and behold, therein was written, Let the fisherman be given one dinar. Ja'afar cried to him, I sought good fortune for thee, but Allah willed not to thee aught save this dinar. And Khalifa answered, Verily, a dinar for every hundred sticks were rare good luck. May Allah not send thy body health. The Caliph laughed at him, and Ja'afar took him by the hand and led him out. When he reached the door, Sandal the eunuch saw him and said to him, Hither, O fisherman, Give us portion of that which the commander of the faithful hath bestowed on thee whilst jesting with thee. Replied Khalifa, By Allah, O tulip, thou art right. Wilt thou share with me, O nigger? Indeed, I have eaten stick to the tune of an hundred blows, and have earned one dinar, and thou art but too welcome to it. So saying, he threw him the dinar and went out, with the tears flowing down the plain of his cheeks. When the eunuch saw him in this plight, he knew that he had spoken sooth, and called to the lads to fetch him back. So they brought him back, and Sandal, putting his hand to his pouch, pulled out a red purse, whence he emptied an hundred golden dinars into the fisherman's hand, saying, Take this gold, in payment of thy fish, and wend thy ways. So Khalifa, in high good humour, took the hundred ducats, and the caliph's one dinar, and went his way 
and forgot the beating. Now, as Allah willed it for the furthering of that which he had decreed, he passed by the mart of the handmaidens, and seeing there a mighty ring, where many folks were foregathering, said to himself, What is this crowd? So he brake through the merchants and others, who said, Make wide the way for skipper Rapscallion, and let him pass. Then he looked, and behold, he saw a chest, with an eunuch seated thereon, and an old man standing by it. And the sheikh was crying, O merchants, O men of money, who will hasten and hazard his coin for this chest of unknown contents from the palace of the lady Zubaydah bint al-Kasim, wife of the commander of the faithful? How much shall I say for you, Allah bless you all? Quoth one of the merchants, By Allah, this is a risk, but I will say one word and no blame to me. Be it mine for twenty dinars. Quoth another, Fifty. And they went on bidding one against other, till the price reached an hundred ducats. Then the crier, Will any of you bid more, O merchants? And Khalifa the fisherman said, Be it mine for an hundred dinars and one dinar. The merchants, hearing those words, thought he was jesting, and laughed at him, saying, O eunuch, sell it to Khalifa for an hundred dinars and one dinar. Quoth the eunuch, By Allah, I will sell it to none but him. Take it, O fisherman, and the Lord bless thee in it, and here with thy gold. So Khalifa pulled out the ducats and gave them to the eunuch, who, the bargain being duly made, delivered to him the chest, and bestowed the price in alms on the spot, after which he returned to the palace and acquainted the lady Zubaydah with what he had done, whereat she rejoiced. Meanwhile, the fisherman hove the chest on shoulder, but could not carry it on this wise for the excess of its weight. So he lifted it on to his head, and thus bore it to the quarter where he lived. Here he set it down, and being weary, sat a while, bemusing what had befallen him, and saying in himself, Would heaven I knew what is in this chest! Then he opened the door of his lodging, and hailed the chest, until he got it into his closet, after which he strove to open it, but failed. Quoth he, what folly possessed me to buy this chest? There is no help for it but to break it open and see what is herein. So he applied himself to the lock, but could not open it, and said to himself, I will leave it till to-morrow. Then he would have stretched him out to sleep, but could find no room, for the chest filled the whole closet. So he got upon it and laid him down, but when he had lain a while, behold, he felt something stir under him, whereat sleep forsook him, and his reason fled. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section twenty one.